1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All right, happy to have you with us here as we roll into the 5 o'clock hour on WGR. Mike Shope is on vacation for the rest of the week. I am the Bulldog and very happy to welcome in on the West Her Hotline, the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres, Kevin Adams. Kevin, happy holidays.
3: Yeah, happy holidays to you. How are you doing, Bulldog?
2: I'm doing okay. Um, I know, like, very, uh, very tough night on Tuesday. I, let's start here. Um, how would you describe the conversations you're having with your head coach right now? Are they uncomfortable? Are they challenging? Like, give me, a, give me a synopsis, you know, as much as you can divulge. Like, what are those conversations like right now?
3: Well, I'd say honest. You know, that's the first word that pops, pops in my head. I, I think Donnie and I uh, have a very strong relationship you know, dating now back to a few years, and the reason when I say strong, that means because we're able to be honest and talk about um, what's going on in both ways, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, challenge each other and um, hold each other accountable and look for solutions. Um, so the, the one thing, you know, that's really critical is, is communicating, regardless of, of wins and losses. Uh, making sure there's open communication between myself and Donnie and the coaches and players and ownership, all of that. Um, And, you know, you, when you're facing adversity and challenges, you have one of two ways you can, you can go at each other and, um, or you can stick together and, and make sure you're talking about um, things in, in an honest way. And that's, that's what we're doing.
2: Four underperforming teams have already fired coaches in the NHL. This is the, the way it works in the NHL. It's, it's why we, we get to this so early in seasons, and we're not even to Christmas yet. Um, as you're watching a game like Tuesday, like, do thoughts like that go through your mind at all?
3: Well I mean I, I can't speak to what other teams do certainly I mean obviously everybody knows this is the there's a lot of pressure in this league and um, expectations and that's the way things the way things work but what I can tell you is that's that's not what I'm thinking um, I believe we're in a very challenging time right now and we're facing adversity and I do believe we have to stick together we have to find solutions and continue to work and then come out the other side, and you know I do believe when we come out the other side, we're going to be stronger for this. You know our relationships will be stronger, but our team will be stronger, and that's critical for me right now. And um, you know I, I I understand the question. I do. I think um, you know this is this is hard, and we're not we're not. Um, playing up to our expectations, nobody has higher standards and expectations that we do inside these walls, and we 're not there, so I understand the question
2: so what as what you see it, and when you talk with 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 Don Granado about it like what there there feels to me i 've said a few times here, and i don 't know you can you can pick at this if you want I, I feel like like the most consistent thing I feel like I see, and I think a lot of fans see from the Sabres are these tough starts to games, especially at home um I don't know, what, what, you, you, I'm sure you guys have talked about that um, specifically. Like what, where, where's the solution for that?
3: It's a, it's a very fair point. It's a great question. And I don't know if there's a perfect answer um, to that. You know, it's something I've addressed personally with the team, uh, just so just so you know and the fans know. It's not something I'm ignoring. Um, I've talked to the coaches, but it's, um, it's tough to chase games. You know, and we do need to get off to better starts and um, really come out. You know, what I've talked to the players about in particular is, you know, the feeling when you're on the road and a team just comes at you and just tries to run you right out of the building. Mm -hmm. You know, it just and the momentum picks up and the fans are going crazy and it's just an excitement in the air. I mean, we all know that feeling when it happens to you on the road. We need to have that feeling at home. We need to drive energy and to compete and um, get our fans excited and into the game, and that's been lacking, and we need to fix it, period.
2: While we're on this subject, you, you, the communication between you and your coach, how engaged in all of this is Terry Pagula at this point?
3: Yeah, as engaged as he's ever been. I mean, I talk to him every day. Uh, he watches every game you know with his travel schedule and everything going on um, he's not necessarily at every game and you know sitting next to me but he does watch every game uh we talk after the game or the next morning about um the team what he saw what i saw uh questions he has so um and i love that he challenges me um he asks a lot of questions maybe from an individual level or systematically things he sees so it it pushes me and challenges me, and um, I love that about Terry, but he's as engaged and hands-on as um, he's ever been.
2: Would you describe him as frustrated by the way the season has gone so far?
3: Um, we all are, honestly, Bolda, yeah. I yeah. think it's a fair it's a fair comment. You know, when I, when I talk about our team, you know, the start of training camp, or whatever, I I do believe in this group. And I believe we have, we are a talented enough group um, and we're underachieving. We are. And so let's, let's own it. There's a lot of hockey left. Um, There's a lot of opportunity for us to, to make a move, but it's not going to just happen. You're not just going to roll out of of bed or come out of your home ice and teams are going to hand you two points. We have to earn it. And I think that's, That, for me, is an exciting opportunity because there's, you know, like you said, we're not even quite to Christmas yet, um, but it needs to happen. So, yeah, I think Terry's frustrated um, with where we are in the standings, as we all are.
4: And
2: certainly we've, we've, we've seen and heard players express their frustration pretty recently. I don't know, it was maybe after a Carolina game a couple of weeks ago, Dylan Cousins spoke in the locker room rather passionately about the team. And I, I read yesterday that you were displeased with something he said. Uh I, I I would you care to elaborate on that?
3: Uh yeah. I mean I don't know exactly what was written or not written um about, you know, my comments in particular. But no, I mean I think the word that Dylan used was, was soft right. um and playing soft and, and I don't like the word uh because I don't believe that we have. I know the makeup of our of our people in that locker And They are competitive. Um, that is not a soft uh, group of guys. They care. They want to do this. They they care about um, this fan base. They care about this organization. So that's why it bothered me. But you know, ultimately, words are words. You got to go. You got to go compete, and you got to you got to back it up. You know, you have to. You have to. It doesn't matter what you say. Um, inside the locker room to each other. It doesn't matter what you say to the media. It matters what you do on the ice. And so if players are going to vent or talk about things publicly, um, that's that's fine. Um, We'll address it internally um, and then – you know ultimately it needs to be handled on the
2: ice would you go so far as to say that maybe the problem with him airing that was that it that that, that I found out about it that we found out about it because like to me I'm looking at, at a young player who you know is, is frustrated like any anyone involved is is frustrated and maybe you know appearing as though he's trying to kick his team in the ass and that from my view is not a bad thing but is it maybe because he didn't just do it Privately,
3: yeah, I mean, like I said i'm not I have no issue Dylan or any of our players um uh, talking you know and speaking their mind or talking to the media um and and let me also just mention one thing because I was a former player, it's a very short time from what time a game ends until the media are in there, and you're emotional at times, mm-hmm. you know and and so sometimes. As a player, maybe the emotions get the best of you, and I'm not even saying what he said is, is necessarily wrong. the 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 problem is you have to, as a group, realize that we're in this fight together. And if and if you talk um, and you're making you know statements about our team, um, then you just have to be you just have to be able to handle that internally as well to say well, this is this is how we're going to fix it. You know, that's kind of what I'm getting
2: at. Sabres general manager Kevin Adams on the Hur Hotline here with me on WGR. Sabres and Leafs a little after 7 downtown tonight pregame with Paul Hamilton will roll at 6. While we're on Cousins, um what are you seeing in his game production and pace from last year to this year way down maybe you could have expected some regression um what are you seeing in his game on the ice that maybe i don't know some things he's not doing this year that he was doing last year i just curious to pick your brain on him
3: yeah on the positive side i'm seeing over the last few games him looking more and more like the Dylan Cousins that we know and expect to see on the ice, which is fast, straight line pace, pucks to the net, competitive, physical. I mean, the goalie scored in Vegas is about like sums up Dylan Cousins, (laughs) you know, runs over a big guy, gets the, steals the puck, kicks it out, sprints through the middle, great shot through defensive legs in the back of the net, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. who we all Dylan Cousins is and can be every night. I think, um, you know where maybe it's been lacking of a consistency from him is just you know maybe sometimes getting away from his identity maybe at times getting a little bit too um, you know cute with the puck or I'm going to stick handle through guys exposed pucks rather than use that speed pace power that I talked about and everybody brings different you know elements to our to our team and that's part of building a roster when you're looking at this for the long term. Um, and, and the things, the attributes I just mentioned is is what he does, and I just think maybe at times this year there's been some inconsistency, or he's gotten away from that. But like I said, I'll go back to I have seen much better signs over the last handful of games that he's looking more and more you know playing that way that we need him to play
2: one observation i i would make for whatever it's worth not that you're asking me for my opinion but the the quinn injury was maybe was a tough one it, it, it sort of feels like cousins was a bit of a vagabond here to start the season um you know just didn't quite have a home he was on playing some wing with with thompson and just sort of all around, and kind of a too bad because Paterka's been, you know, one of the most positive stories on the roster uh, so far this year, as he's just sort of continued the progress that he was showing last year, but no Quinn to start the year sort of left you, you know, roster wise in a, in a bit of a weird spot, I guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously he's an impactful, you know, player, top six type of player. Um, you know, you have penciled into your lineup that, that you lose. I mean, I'm you're never going to hear me um, talk about you know, make an excuse or talk about guys. Um, you know, injuries are out of the lineup. It's it's the reality of what you have to deal with, and you got to find a way. But you know, I do also. You know, when you're when you're evaluating our team and you're evaluating situations, you have to. For me personally, I like to deal in facts. You know, facts are that a player like um, Jack was out of has been out of the lineup, and and you miss that. So we're excited to get him back. Um, excited to get you know him in a line today. That you know we've seen last year be successful and you know we hope we know we also understand it's not easy to jump back in december and hit the ground running you know to some extent so hopefully the- sooner rather than later, he can kind of find his game and be that impactful player that we know he can be.
2: I feel like if I remember correctly, a month ago when you were with us, we talked some about Casey Middlestad um, and just the progress he had made. I feel like that there's been a dip here maybe since then. I mean, not tracing all the way back to a month ago, but you know, for a little bit here, the production has dipped. And uh, I, I just wondered, like, what what's happening within his game?
3: Yeah, I think Casey overall this year has been, um, pretty consistent and, and solid. Um, you know, he's a competitive guy. He can do certain, like I said about Dylan, you know, Dylan brings certain characteristics that are different than page and different than Tuck. Well, Casey has a little bit of a different element to his game, really good on the wall. He's really good at playing with guys on his back. He's really good in small areas. Um, he's, he's, he's got good vision. Um, but, you know, at times maybe uh, just is, is maybe a little bit him, but as our team has just been a little bit perimeter where you're getting caught on the outside um, and not able to get to the inside where, you, you know, you're going to be impactful on the score sheet. So, um, but I wouldn't single him out in that. Just maybe overall our team's been like that at times, um, which has been probably, in my opinion, a little bit of why you know our offensive production is is down a bit compared to where we were last
2: year. this might be an odd time to ask this, considering I just made the point that he's, he's dipped a little and um you know wh- where you're at coming off a of Tuesday's game. I- I'm curious about him like when we when we brought him up last month, I think like we were starting to think about like, is this the next? Is this the next big contract guy? Uh, Is he a part of the core? Is there room for that? Uh, Just in general, I'm wondering, has there been any talk like as his side or have you guys initiated any contract extension talks with Casey?
3: No, we haven't done any, uh, you know, contract extension. Obviously, we know where he's at in his, you know, his current contract and then being an RFA. And obviously, he's an important player for us and we'll have those conversations um, in the off season. But, you know, some of it is, evaluating, you know, he and his game and where his his game is at moving forward. And also just our overall roster, you know, where, where we feel that the fit is or where do you have guys in the system coming, you know, all those things are, are talked about, but overall um, I think, you know, he's taken some big steps over the last couple of years in terms of his um, ability to produce consistently. And, you know, he's a top six um, nine player in this league now, um, which, which, whatever, three years ago or whatever, we go back to that first year that I was general manager. He was a healthy scratch, or he was, you know, on the taxi squad. Um, and it's been great to see him kind of elevate and. I give Donnie Granado a lot of credit for that as well. Um, he's helped him in his game as he has a number of guys on our roster.
2: Yeah, and physically, right? I we probably talked about this last month. Like him protecting pucks on the walls and just being, you know, I, I watch him, there are shifts in, in games. Again, it feels like maybe it's been a little bit here, but generally when he's going, um, I did not have Casey Middlestead as a horse on my bingo card, but like that's kind of what he's become, like just holding on to the puck around the zone.
3: Really strong, and I think some of that is just you know he definitely has what I you know I call it hockey strong. There's just certain times certain guys that are they're strong, but then they're hockey strong. Like He's very hockey strong in the puck, and just has a hard guys have a hard time knocking the puck off him. I think some of it too, the bulldog is where you are in your your just maturity of your age. You know he's he's at a prime age now. He's got experience. He's been in the league, but he's also at that age, you know, mid-20s where you're really, your, your body's physically mature, you're ready to, to, to handle the physicality, and um, that's something you can't rush. I mean, that's, you know, when you talk about youth, you know, Jack Quinn's of the world, um, you know, where they are at his, his age, where he will be three years from now physically is a big difference, and that's a little bit what we were talking about with Casey Few years ago versus
2: where he is now. Saber General Manager Kevin Adams on the Wester Hotline with me here on WGR for a couple of more minutes. Uh, recognizing that two of your goalies had a had, you know a pretty rocky night a couple nights ago. How how are you feeling overall uh, with the goaltending? You're, I mean, you're still carrying three now. There's been some injury uncertainty. Um, I don't know. Is is that winding down the carrying three at some point here? Like because you're getting healthier and the roster spots are going to start to be at a premium. I would think.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I've said this publicly a few times. Uh, it's not ideal carrying three goalies. It, it's, it's you know, it's not. And But we have to be open to doing what we believe is the absolute best thing um, for our roster. And we broke camp, and that's the way we went. And then we had some injuries in terms of, you know, Devin was out, then Comrie was out, and then back. And then we did make a decision where we thought we just kind of looked at our schedule and we thought it would be a good time to get Devin down to play in Rochester. Um, and then, you know, UPL got sick and Devin's back. And then Devin, I think in his first four starts after coming back, three Oh, and and played tremendous. And, you know, if our fans were awake and stayed up for the Vegas game, um, (laughs) we played very well that night, but we don't win that game. if Devin Levi doesn't play the way he did, you know? So, um, and then, obviously, last game was a tough game. It was a tough game for everybody. Right. But you know, so that's that's the situation we're in. Will we? We've always also realized that if we're in a spot where we got to full health and we are in a roster situation, that that may be an area that we have to address. But I haven't wanted to, with the uncertainty around the league and the different, um, you know, goaltending situation, different teams are in. I wanted to make sure that we protect ourselves, um, you know, in terms of assets. But we'll see where we're at after the holiday freeze. And, you know, I've had conversations over the last couple of weeks with multiple teams, and um, I'm always going to continue to do that.
2: World Juniors, of course, coming up at holiday time here. Was there was there really much debate at all internally about sending Zach Benson to World Juniors, Kevin?
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Scott Salmon from Hockey Canada was certainly uh, <laughs> reaching out to yeah. me very often. Um, honestly, Bulldog, like I, I will say this: I love the World Junior Tournament. It's an amazing opportunity for players at a young age to be put in pressure-packed situation, represent your country. It feels like anybody who's a hockey fan is watching the World Juniors because it's kind of tradition around Christmas. So all that to me is is good stuff, and we have seven. prospects that are going to play which is a great number for us all different countries when it comes to zach in particular you know i certainly had conversations with zach and talked to him about you know world juniors and the opportunity experience but you know where i was evaluating this was where is his game currently with us and the role he's playing and what is it what is best for the buffalo Sabres and zach benson and that's kind of for me it Wasn't even a hard decision again. Um, The role he's playing, the how well he's played, the the minutes he's playing. um, You know, he's been he's been at 18 plus minutes for some of these games and playing power play and penalty kill and top six role. I mean, that's um, you know, that's pretty. It's tough to take a guy like that out of your line.
2: Yeah, no no doubt. Yeah. That's why I phrased it the way I did. I mean, I I know Canada. Even maybe last week I saw um you know one, one of the big guys on Drager or somebody reporting like, "Oh, well, there the Team Canada is leaving space for uh, there was a guy on the Bruins, I forget his name now, or Zach Benson." And I'm like, "I don't think there's any way Zach Benson's going anywhere and the Bruins guy ended up going." I, you, maybe you know his name, but I I can't yeah, think
3: of it. Draft. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And I that's why I say you everybody's in a different situation. I just feel
5: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Act on our roster in majority of nights and I just didn't right. feel that we're in a position where you know we want to take that out of our lineup.
2: We're just about out of time, but real quick, we got a we got a little peek at, at Kulik, and then a little more of a peek at Roseanne um, within the last few weeks. Certainly since we last spoke, uh, and now they're back. What, what what did you think they they got out of their brief appearances in the NHL?
3: Yeah, I mean in terms of Kulik, you know he played just the one game, and, and we had an opportunity to to bring him up and just give him a little taste. You know he is. I think he's currently leading the American League in goals. Um, you know, he's he's producing. He kid is uh, he's a talented hockey player who's getting better overall in the 200 feet part of his game. You know, defensively details um, and Seth Appert continues to do a great job with those guys down there. So we're excited about him. We just want to make sure we let him continue to grow, develop. Um, He's going to go to world juniors, which was his choice. We were supportive, but you know, it's a, it's another great opportunity for him to be a leader. And, um, and in terms of Rosine, he got a little bit more of an opportunity um, to be with us just for a a little while. And again, for me, it was part of his learning curve um, to understand the pace and the, the physicality and the puck battles that, you know, happen on a daily basis in the NHL. He's growing, he's getting better and better and better in the American league, but there is no, there's no substitute for that experience and and feeling you get by actually being in it. You you know, you can talk about it, you can watch video, but in a handful of games, um, you know, I think he, he's, he goes back down now to the American hockey league with an understanding of what it takes at this level. And that was the challenge that I, I gave to him as we sent him back down, take this, learn from it um and now let's let's make sure you elevate your game even to the next level so when when it's time to be here you're ready even that much more
2: all right kevin thanks a lot for the time we always appreciate it all the best to you and the family at holiday time here and we'll catch up again soon i hope
3: yeah happy holiday to you thanks for having me
2: at a saber gm kevin adams his monthly appearances here on wgr are brought to you by firth jewelers for all the moments in your life go forth to firth and by Losi and Ganji workers, compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. All right, we'll take a time out here. Uh, phone lines are back open for the next half hour. 803-0550 is the number if you'd like to join me. Any reaction to the conversation you just heard between myself and Kevin, uh, Kevin Adams? The, that's cool. We want to get back to football? That's fine, too. Sabres pregame is coming up at the top of the hour. We'll have Paul Hamilton and hear from a couple of players and head coach Don Granado. I think it's Darlene and Skinner are our player interviews, along with the coach. Uh, that's all coming your way. Before we get to puck drop between the Sabres and Leafs tonight, Key Bank Center, downtown Buffalo, right here on WGR.
1: Well, he shows that he can move in the pocket. He's, he's athletic, and he's made some really good throws. Another result last week was the result, but that wasn't all his doing. And when you watch when he came in, Denver in the second half of a, of a close game, he kept it close, and it came down to basically one drive or two drives right there.
2: That is Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, talking about... <clears throat> let me check my notes here. Chargers quarterback, Easton Stick. Come on. Come on! That guy is not beating the Bills, right? Said the guy who watched Matt Jones do a horrific gritty in the end zone celebrating all over the Bills after a game-winning touchdown pass to Mike Gesicki. All right, anyway uh glad to have you with us here on this thursday i am the bulldog 803-0550's the number we're fresh off of a conversation with the gm of the sabers kevin adams uh they play the leafs tonight uh you got a thought on the sabers and the current state of things uh that's cool you want to swing into some football i'm game for that too let's uh let's see what happens jonathan is first up this segment hi jonathan thanks for calling you're on the air here at
5: wgr hey bulldog uh, thanks for the show. Um... You, you said it in the interview, Kevin Adams says that Terry Pagula is very involved, and he's on the phone with him a lot. Um, the 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 biggest reason we went going on 13 years out of playoffs is because of Terry Pagula's meddling. But do you think do you, do you have, do you have a problem with what Adams, Adams said like about Pagula? Like, do you think he's still meddling, or is he letting Adams do his own thing? Um, do you have a problem with what M said with that? How Pagulis were on the team this year?
2: Thank you, Jonathan. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know about meddling. Um, I, I frankly was relieved to hear his answer um, because w- one of the things I, I'm I'm concerned about, and I, I think I expressed this yesterday. Um, and not that I expect y'all to be taking notes. Um, is j- just like is, is he around? and I, and and Kevin like said he's not at every game uh, I frankly don't know how many games he's at but there there are certainly circumstances which I think we can all appreciate that he is still enduring with his wife's health and and and, and just having to deal with that um uh, that might be keeping him uh away from the rink for a lot of these games and I I respect that certainly I mean if that even needs to be said um but I've been worried that uh ownership was disengaged uh from things because i mean look I, I i don't think that kevin adams is just one day going to be able to get up and decide he needs to make a change or uh you know the the coach needs to go or anything without terry pagula being involved and i think maybe maybe anyway um it's more likely that pagula would get frustrated with the way things are currently and push Adams to do something. Um, I, I, you know, whether that needs to happen or not, I mean, we could argue about that until, until something happens or until the season just ends and then we start another one. Um, but I, I do not take it as a negative at all that the owner is engaged with Adams. Adams says every day they talk. So, um, I'm pleased to hear that. What what? and that doesn't mean like I want Terry Pagula making roster decisions, okay? I mean you're using the word meddling pretty you know quite pejoratively. Um I I want the owner engaged because he's the owner. And it, and if this thing was just adrift without him paying any attention to it, I think that would be worse. Honestly. So um I I I, I liked that I like that response myself. Um but that's just me. I mean, you're you're talking about meddling. I'm talking about engagement. Um and you know, in this case, it's really we're talking about the same thing. Daily phone calls with the GM of the hockey team. Uh thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Dan is next up. Hi, Dan, thanks for calling. You're on the air here at WGR.
4: Hey, Bulldog, it's Dan the fan here in Nashville. Um, listen, I turned fifty six tomorrow, lifelong Buffalonian, moved to Nashville a while back, uh long listener and you know, Kevin Adams, I've been through it all with you over the years, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Kevin Adams came in and had, uh, you know, we all he came in the worst possible circumstances, has done, an, I'll say that's done a miraculous job. And for the first time, I think we're like, all right, does he need to make that tough decision? Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that interview, you asked all the tough questions, all the right questions, and it was done on such a great professional level. So I would say it's one of the best interviews on in the history of WGR.
2: Holy cow. I mean, I I appreciate the compliment. I I don't know. I don't know if I was really at my best. I, I I appreciate it. Um, you know, we I we try, we strive uh to do a good job there. So, you know, I hope, you know, I hope I hope it I hope it went over well. Uh certainly appreciate his time and it's, you know, <laughs> it's a lot easier to have the GM of the hockey team on when they don't get drilled by the worst, one of the worst teams in the league, nine to four, two nights earlier. You know, but whatever. We uh, we work with the hand we're dealt. I, I really do, sincerely appreciate the compliment. Phil is next up on WGR. Thanks for calling, Phil. You're on the air.
4: Hey, thanks, Bulldog. Yeah, I, I just got to fr- uh, vent my frustration listening to Adams, and I just I just don't sense. A sense, a sense of urgency from him. To be honest with you, and he maybe he wouldn't display that publicly. But of I, course not. You know, we're the nice, we're the nicest team to play. We're the nicest team in the league, first of all. The mannerisms that I I witness as your well, as an engaged fan, from Adams down to Acosta, the captain, and in between Granado, I can't see their character really pulling a Tortorella kind of you know, Lindy Ruff kind of accountability where you're getting people's faces. I don't see that in their character all the way down to our captain. And and I don't know if that's the answer, but it's frustrating because it just seems from a perception perspective that that's part of the issue. And the second thing I'll mention with Pagula is this is, this is his, you know, this is his baby right here. He's not hiring a a president of hockey operations. He's hired a brand-new GM that has never been a GM in the league and a brand-new coach. And honestly, I don't know if that's part of the problem, but because we're not executing on the the ice and we're not successful on the ice, you start grasping at these kinds Mm -hmm. of things.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, thank you, Phil. I mean, it's a largely, you know, that's how we let off the conversation with, with, with Kevin Adams just now is, um, you know, like the, It's, it's pro hockey. It's not even Christmas. I've got four coaches in the NHL fired for, you know, because their teams are not achieving what was expected. And the Sabres are definitely a team that is not achieving what was expected internally and certainly, you know, outward. I mean, the Sabres were a very chic pick to end their 12 season playoff drought because of what they built last year. And the expectation was that they would build on it and instead um, you've got massive regression, and when you get that, I mean, you can write it off to just you know that's just how it goes. I've got this guy injured, and this line combination, and whatever's not working. But the overall on the Sabers, I, I mentioned this yesterday, and it feels like a good, a a decent time to to mention it again. From last year to this year. Here are the point totals for some of the key men on the team and the pace that they're on this year. Recognizing that the pace can change, you know, like a couple of productive games. Like Thompson has not really had a torrid stretch yet. He certainly has not had a five-goal game. Uh, he hasn't even had any hat tricks. I know. I can check my FanDuel account. Uh, it tell me that he hasn't had any hat tricks. But last year, Thompson, 94 points. This year he's on a pace for 55 and, yeah, you know, he's he's missed some time, sure, but holy cow. I mean, that's that's a huge drop. Skinner, 82 points last year, 57-point pace this year. Tuck, 79 last year, 54-point pace this year. Again, injuries in and out of the lineup, and Skinner even was just out. Dalene, 73 points last year, 62-point pace this year. Cousins, 68 points last year, 38-point pace this year. I mean, it's hard. I recognize that there's a lot of criticism to go around uh, for the roster build, the defense additions that haven't really worked out. Johnson, Eric Johnson, and and Clifton, I I just, it it wasn't enough. The goalie position was sort of, to me, negligent even. Um, But what is really, I think, more than any of that stuff, what is dragging this team down so far this year is what I that list I just read you. And those guys are all guys like there was nobody. I work here. There's nobody that was telling you, "Oh, you got to get Thompson out of here. Oh, I got to get Skinner out of here. Oh, I got to get Th-. like these these are the guys that you're counting on and that you should be counting on and it's not happening, which, you know, can lead you right back to the coach and is there is there something getting lost here adjusting the way they play and our guys just sort of tangled up and not playing free and easy and just so- somehow they just they just can't get back to uh the explosive offensive team they were and to me that's that's the crusher here um sure could they have gotten a better defenseman yes could they have gotten an experienced top shelf goalie yeah yeah maybe um I don't think any of that stuff is really getting them beat. I think what's getting them beat is that I've got guys that are are down forty percent on their production and I mean, what are you supposed to do those are the guys again you're you're those are the kingpins of your team so it's tough i think um again that's why the coach is is so much of the focus at least from where I'm at and I, and all that said i i I respect the heck out of Don Granado. I have loved listening to him talk about hockey um really since he since he got thrust into the role when Ralph Kruger was fired. he was just such a breath of fresh air, willing to be engaging and really explain things in in a way that just really appealed to me as a as a hockey fanatic um I think he's a really bright hockey mind, but something is not clicking. Uh, so far this season. Thank you for the phone calls. We'll take a time out here getting that much closer to Sabres pregame and eventually Sabres and Leafs tonight. Mike Shope is off the rest of the week. Along with Zach Jones, I'm the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: I Haven't heard this jam in a while. All right, welcome back. Glad to have you with us here on this Thursday evening. I'm the bulldog. Mike Shope is off uh, through the balance of the week. Uh, you got you to love this guy. He's I, I don't know what the current standings and the picks are. Um, I think I went into uh, I think I went into last week up six, um, and I I don't I don't know how he did, and I'm not even sure I can remember how I did. I have him jotted down. I just don't have it. At my fingertips, uh, but anyway, I'm I'm sitting in here at at like four fifty nine. Um going over my notes for Kevin Adams, uh who's about to come on, and my phone buzzes and it's Mike. Are you gonna pick the Thursday game? <laughs> Let me know if you're gonna pick the Thursday game. Uh, he's yeah he's gotta make up ground. I can respect it. Uh so sure I'll play. Um I'll take the Rams minus four and a half. It's Rams hosting Saints. Mike is gonna be on the Saints. We'll have a full slate of picks. Ho 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 don't you worry. Even though he's not here, i will a full slate of picks for you uh on tomorrow's show. Uh but for tonight I'll be on the Rams. So if that if that per- that per- person who handles the account that keeps track of the picks, if you're out there, uh I've got the Rams tonight, minus four and a half, Mike has the Saints. And um, you know, hopefully before tomorrow you can update us on the standings because I don't really keep track anymore. It's just, you know, whatever. I, I I've I've gotten you it's a luxury. That's someone keeping – no sponsor yet, but we've got this account that tracks the picks for us. And we are uh, – I, I, I'm indebted is probably too strong. Uh, but anyway, I certainly appreciate the effort. Um, yeah, so uh, tomorrow, uh, Nate Geary we, – we had to scramble here. It's it's uh, it's the Friday before Christmas, A. This is not to say, like, Nate isn't, like, a choice person. Like, I just normally don't like to bother him. He's got, like, a job. Um you know, like this, he's got a job. Uh, but sales flying uh, across the country, so he can't be here for roundtable. And so we're going to have Nate for a segment tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And our buddy Sam Monson came through for us from Pro Football Focus. Uh, so Sam, who was a regular with us the last two football seasons but hasn't been this year, uh, will be with me at 5. That's your lineup for Football Friday as we get you ready for the Bills and the Chargers as well. But again, that's tomorrow. In the forefront right now, of course, is the Sabres game. They've got the Leafs in town, and we will load up and let rip with the Buffalo Sabres pregame show. Paul Hamilton joins me right after the the top-of-the-hour update. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.